Hello and welcome to this episode of Demystified as we explore home cooking in a modern world. Hello, I'm Linda and I'm here with my friend Paul. Hey Paul. Where's Joel? <laughs> oh, where is Joel? He was here. He snuck away. He knew the microphone was coming out. Poor form, oh. Joel. Leave us here to do all the work. But I we still you love you. To this Joel but we still guilty. love you, Joel. No, we still love you. So how's your week been, Paul? From Not the kitchen. Too bad. From the kitchen. So we um, fulfilled a promise to one of our, I don't know what you call people that use the website. So a bloke, a bloke, do you like how Aussie that sounds? A bloke contacted us and said he had difficulty with a um, recipe. So I took a look at the recipe and had a trial of it yesterday uh, and it didn't work and then I made a few adjustments. Um, and so now I've videotaped that recipe and it'll be up within the next probably week or so. And I've emailed him and told him, here's the photos of the recipe. We've ch- made a few changes, but we'll let you know when it's up and ready to go. So that's more just to let people know that if they get in touch with us and they want some help, we can help. Like we can, and we could generally, like I'm happy to uh, do the recipe and film it and make it part of the library. Can we say what recipe it is? Uh, Tiger rolls. Tiger rolls? Yeah. So it's just a bread with a sort of crusty, here you go. I've got them here sitting in a bag. Oh wow! Okay, so With a it's a crusty top on it. So it gets it's all a, crackled. Yeah, it gets a top painted onto the top of it before you bake it. Really, it's from Holland. Okay. Um, so yeah, did a few changes because the original recipe calls for rice flour to go on top. So you mix rice flour with water, some yeast, sugar, salt, da da da. Um, but I actually use cauliflower flour. There is such a thing as cauliflower flour. Well, of course there is these days. Who knew? Um, so cauliflower flour, the reason is, is because I couldn't find rice flour this morning. And this is a probably a good thing for people to be aware of as well, that if you see something like that, um, don't just dismiss it because the cauliflower flour is only 20% cauliflower and the remaining 80% is rice flour. I had a gut feeling that that might have been the case. So I went, well... It's not going to harm it at all. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Now, I haven't uh, tried eating this little uh, roll. It's actually quite a big roll. Yeah. But with the cauliflower flour, is there a small, slight taste at all of cauliflower? No. Or is it you, more about the texture? Yeah. Uh, with the flour itself, before you do anything to it, you can smell it. it smells sort of cauliflower-ish. Uh, it's quite dark when you mix oh, okay. it with liquids and stuff. Um, I've never used it before until today, so like I don't know that much about it. Uh, but I'm just looking at it from the perspective of it's rice flour with some other stuff mixed in, probably some dehydrated blitzed cauliflower. That'll be about it. So yeah, I just thought we'll we'll give that a go, and I actually really like the colour. That's usually the crackle on top of a tiger roll is a bit paler than that, but I actually really like the colour that that's come up with. So yes, yeah, so there you go. I must uh, say, it's not a thing that I know a lot about, the different types of flours, and the only time I think I've ever used rice flour was on making Scottish shortbreads. 
Yeah, I mean, this as I told you the story once before about getting oh, yes. my wife a bunch of flowers. <laughs> I don't know why yeah. that woman puts up with you sometimes. Um, so, you know, there's rice flour, corn flour, bee sand flour, which is chickpea. Um, and there's a million of them now and there's much more, or they're much more readily available because of a lot of people are gluten intolerant. Um, so, yeah, how much, what they... A lot of them have got different reactions, especially to when you add liquids. Um, so you need to keep an eye on it. And I can't give you advice on all of them. Things like continental flour, and there's all sorts of stuff out there. So worth experimenting with. But that was one thing we did. And the other thing, I went back to a real old school classic, which you got to. Oh, yes, that was, that was very what nice. What was it called, Linda? Yeah, no, it's a French word. And you know I can't pronounce it. No, you know I can't. You know that. That's being mean. <laughs> so it's called Il Flottant? Yes, or for those of us, soft meringue with a very light... It's floating island. Floating island, I know, but it was a yeah. soft meringue. It was yum. So Just giving everyone a description of this beautiful white soft meringue in this... Pillowy little... is what we're looking for. It's okay. the texture. Oh, my gosh. And well, even, even my English isn't very good, let alone my French. And a lovely thin custody base. Cremon glaze. Yes, there yeah. you are. So it's it a very simple fantastic. dish, super, super simple, and it's extraordinarily old school. So it's a, like a proper classic French bistro staple sort of thing. Um, and it's very few ingredients, eggs, sugar, milk, vanilla. That's almost it. Uh, so very few ingredients, but quite a bit of technique involved. So it's quite complex from a technique perspective. Um to get it perfect, but it's a really good one for anyone doing dinner party, anything like that, because you serve everything cold and you can do it reasonably well in advance. You don't want to do it two days in advance, but you can do quite a bit of it in advance. And you can dress it up as well. So you can add berries and fruits. And so I put a praline on ours, which is a caramel with nuts in it, which I then blitzed. Um, like a powder but very very simple but like quite delicious like really quite oh, it was fantastic and the traditional methodology is you you poach your meringues in either the milk you're going to use to make the custard which i'm not a fan of or you poach it in like a simple syrup so sugar and water or even some people just poach them in water and i thought well if you can poach them and generally you have to turn them and turning a very soft meringue in a pan of a liquid is not a recipe for disaster, but it's you're going to mess it up a lot more readily than if you actually lay them out on a sheet and steam them. So that's what we did. So we just steamed them. So oh, steamed wow. the meringues. Okay. Um, so you can make a ton of them too because four egg whites worth of meringue is heaps. So depending on how many you wanted to serve. And they're just little, little quenelles. Well, you had a whole tray. Yeah, and that was only half the meringue mixture. And a quenelle to those of us who don't know... That was like a big tablespoon of meringue. Yeah, you shape it. So you two, shape it. I would just plop it. Yeah, with two spoons. Yeah, but you, the good thing is, is that if you wanted to, you could pipe it out into a shape. You can do anything with yeah. it. So the only thing that that will affect is the cooking time. So add a little bit more cooking time if you want a bigger one. Traditionally, you'll serve like two or three in a bowl. Um, depending on the size of them, but they're about the size of a heaped dessert spoon. Um, and they're called, I mean, the 
translation is Floating Island, which is what it is, but really old school. But it's good to go old school sometimes. And Something different. And the custard base, so creme anglaise is um, a classic custard base and it's not thickened with anything other than egg yolks. Some people put corn flour in it. I think you can taste the corn flour if you put it in. Um, but effectively, that's the base for ice cream. So you can use the one egg, well, four <clears throat> eggs, and egg whites go into the meringue yep. and the yolks go into the creme anglaise. Correct. There you go. Which is why the recipe is just so, eggs, sugar, vanilla, and milk. That's nice. it. So it's very, very simple. But to get your anglaise right, to get your meringue right, without overboating it because you can't overboat it for this. So, yeah, a few things going on. But I, I just, you know, I actually, you asked me why I was doing it and the reason was I didn't want to go shopping. I didn't feel like going out. So I had a look it was around a bit saw, cold. Had it a was a bit cold in Melbourne. saw what I had and went, well, this will do. So, and you've always got eggs, sugar and milk. That's true. Yeah. Most, most fridges, yeah. cupboards do. So if you're short of a dessert, like, give it a go. And how long does it take in a steam oven? About 12 minutes. Oh, so not much at no, all. it'll take yeah. you longer to make the omelette. Yeah, okay. Which you do it a day in advance because it's better if it sits in the fridge overnight. Well, and uh, you did also some other cooking, which I did taste. You made some for other reasons. Yeah, I, we you were, did make that curry was fantastic. Yeah, well, I was doing on purpose a lot of stinky food. Yes, and um, we can smell it over here in the far corner away. Which kind of defeated the purpose the of why I was testing what I was testing. But, yeah, there was curry, big T-bone steak, I burnt some rosemary. I did all, sort, all manner of things that I thought could make big smells in a kitchen. And it worked. Yeah, which means that the product that I was testing didn't work as well as it could have, but nonetheless. But So, yeah, there was other cooking done, but not steam oven. Other thing I wanted to mention was old mate who contacted us about the bread also pointed out something in our book. For those of you who don't know what an old mate is, <laughs> that was the bloke that Paul <laughs> referred to earlier. That was the man that kindly, one of our beautiful yeah, watchers, old mate is a very Aussie yeah. thing to say. Um, so he pointed out to us that... Uh, in one of the videos for a recipe, it's, I cracked two eggs and the recipe states eggs in grams, um, which is, yes, I did crack two eggs, but the recipe stated 120 grams, that was 60 gram eggs. I just want to clarify that all of our recipes, even the liquids, are weighed especially when we're doing anything dessert or bread or baking pastry type thing. So we weigh our liquids um, just like we weigh our flours. We don't use cups or mills or tablespoons. We use grams for all the recipes. And that's why I have a, are they called aqua? Aquatronic scales. 20 bucks. Yeah. They lasted for five years so far. Yeah. Use them all the time and they are fantastic. Yeah, I mean, if you want to test the theory, grab grab a cup measurer, grab two different cup measurers, like well, two bucks at a shop, grab two different cup measurers, or grab a jug that you've got which has, has a cup measure on it and a real cup measure, and then put, put some flour in them, 
and then weigh them. And I bet you there'll be 40, 50, 60, 80, sometimes 100 grams difference. Oh, wow. Well, we had that discussion about the scones that a cup... Yeah, but that's okay for oh, no, that biscuits, particular recipe. That I made. Yeah. yeah, that's okay for that recipe because everything is measured off that one thing. One cup, but which when just makes you, it consistent. Yeah, yeah, but when you have a cup followed by three quarters of a cup, followed by half a cup. Followed by... Followed by 20 grams. Mils. And then 150 mils or something like that. When you start mm. mixing up the scales of measure, that's where you generally have problems. Sometimes. Not all the time. But yeah, that's been about it. But I just wanted to get my two cents in saying, yes, while the recipe does show two eggs, if the recipe states 120 grams, that's 260 gram eggs. Well, my um, my news from the kitchen, <laughs> that's also a very Aussie thing. Suki suki la la, which I am, and nanny nanny nanny, which Paul is. So my my cooking in the kitchen on Sunday night, I had to perfect this polenta, Paul. Oh my God, these people are so bored of listening to you about I know, but, but the story this time was I uh, used an eight to one ratio. We still haven't seen this polenta too, and, by the way. People listening. Well, this time. I still haven't witnessed this time, the polenta. This time, the polenta was in the oven, and our cat worked out. Ruby was asleep on Dougie's lap, and Ruby the Wonder Cat all of a sudden woke up and sat at the oven just as it blew up and started to smoke. Well, let's not. And over, so the polenta. Like, let's not overkill it and say the oven blew up. It well, didn't it just, blow up. It shorted it out. It just the shorted circuit. out. Well, yeah. it stopped. Yes, and but it didn't so, blow up. Well, it wasn't an explosion. It wasn't. No. But it felt like it. And all I was it's worried about over, like, was polenta. Yeah. Because everything was timed around that polenta coming out of the steam oven. And all of a sudden, so it cooked really, but we had it nailed. I should have taken some photos to prove it, but I was a bit distracted by the fact that I've lost my steam oven. Oh, Still might be time for a new one. Angling. <laughs> well, now now I'm sort of like, oh, but I like this one. I, I'm used to this one. And the new ones have things that I'm a bit scared about, as you know. I'm no, not, are you? Oh, those. Oh, my God. Like, I'm really good with two little dials that say what they do, little pictures that I can read without my glasses on. If I've got to go to an interface that looks like my computer, I'm probably just going to go, oh, yeah. No, you No, not. I ain't. So I'm a bit nervous about uh, Wednesday when the repairman comes out and says, here it is. It's going to be really double old. the cost of the oven. Double the cost of the <laughs> oven. Don't you love that? Double the cost of the oven. And there you go. But, yeah. we, have, but we haven't been able to cook now. And we're down to our non-combi steam oven oven. Yeah. Which is doing an okay job, but it just changes what we cook. Yeah. So that's a bit sad. I haven't been able to cook for now a week. In it? Oh, we'll see what I'll make from the company says. The man. The man. Translating Aussie. <laughs> the man from uh, the man from the Bosch repairman. Yeah. But apart from that. So you got nothing. Basically, I've really, I'm just providing it. You are absolutely again. carrying this podcast as <laughs> you normally do. <laughs> and I must say, it's a Friday night and uh, Friday late afternoon, and it's been a long week here. It feels like. Considering it was a short week because we had a public holiday. Yeah, well, some of us had to work, but um, some of us didn't. Some of us went fishing. Some of us had to work. First time in hell. Oh, please. But you didn't even bring anything in. You go fishing, and we're all a little bit excited. All small tiddlers. Oh, well, there you go. But other than that, looking ahead, 
I'm hoping to get an oven. I've got some things planned. Yeah. So, yeah, so another not that eventful week, sorry, guys, in the kitchen. Oh, well, I was doing quite a bit. Just don't what because oh, just, your event, your week I know, was my, not eventful. My week was that not makes eventful. It all not eventful for everyone I, else, does it? I feel a bit let inside down here. And, yeah. Yeah. Publishing your own book, not worrying about ours. Well, <laughs> you know, jeez. I have dropped the bundle on the ebook. Sorry about that yeah. too. But I'll get back onto that now. Yeah, someone's just being a little bit self-focused. I think. <laughs> Sorry, my about oven's that broken. My book's oh, coming my out. Book's my, coming I'm out. doing this. I'm oh. doing that. Don't worry about cooking. I had to work on Monday. I know it's bad, isn't it? Steak. We'll be fine. Joel and I will be all right. Well, he's not even here. Yeah, no, so he so. cast a gut for you. So sorry. You're carrying the can, Paul, as yeah. you always do. So thank you for that. Thank you. See you next week. Have a great week, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this podcast as we explore home cooking in a modern world. We'd love you to subscribe. And for more information, please go to our website, cookingwithsteam.com. Mm-hmm.